0: Della Rucker, I'm the principal of the Wise Economy Workshop and also managing editor of Engaging Cities. And I want to welcome you to this special podcast for both Wise Economy and Engaging Cities listeners. When I did this interview, I thought it would be particularly interesting for both audiences who, who don't entirely overlap. But I thought it would be interesting for both Wise Economy and Engaging Cities readers because what we're going to talk about in this interview is both the role of data in economic development decision-making and the need for people who work with data of any kind for any reason to be able to get assistance in learning to use online tools and how that fits into the role of an online tool, civic, a, a civic online tool platform developer. Rob sense is with MC, or Economic Modeling Specialists Incorporated, which is a firm based in Idaho that provides a platform that communities all across the United States and Canada use to gather and analyze and make decisions on the basis of economic data. And that's data about markets. It's data particularly about labor force. So if you want to know what your community's employment, education, skill sets, etc. are, MC has probably the best tools, among the best tools on the market, to be able to really deeply drill down and make some very targeted observations and really develop some very grounded strategies for what your community needs to do to figure out its economic future. And MC's tools have been around for a long time. They have been very powerful and very effective in a lot of the communities that I have worked in. Recently, though, MC decided to launch a training program. So, while their tools have always been relatively easy to use they felt that people who use them and what they heard from their from their customers was that people who use them needed a little bit more so mc is developing a training program to help people better understand and better work with that information and i thought it was pretty fascinating that a company this established with a tool that's been around for quite a while would feel the need to do this. So I was glad to get a chance to talk to them. A couple of things that I find particularly interesting here, so I'm going to flag those to your attention and hopefully you'll hear those come through as you listen to the interview. I thought it was intriguing that when they structured this training, they didn't just start with how do you get this kind of report or how do you get that kind of report. But as you'll hear from Rob. They really wanted to start with the history of what the data sources were, how they work, what their background is, what their assumptions and their their built-in expectations are. They had, it seems, a pretty clear understanding that people needed that kind of information, which some people might have said, whatever, just show me what button to push. But they seemed to really feel that people needed that information in order to make reasonable decisions on the basis of it. They needed to understand where the data was coming from and I think that was a very profound insight on their part. As Rob will mention, a lot of times when people who are in the trenches are trying to work with data, whether it's economic data or Um, community operations data or any of that kind of thing. We want easy answers. This is the nature of what we are as people. We want to have analysis tools that will just spit out an answer to us, give us something easy that we can run with and make a decision on. But the nature of information, especially when we're looking at complex community issues, is that those easy answers don't exist. And if we think that a platform or a program is giving us easy answers, we're probably either misunderstanding the information or using a tool that is inadequate to the job. Rob will say really beautifully in here that making good decisions isn't a one-step, one-touch process and that good data analysis doesn't generate easy answers. And Rob will say, At one point that it's a conversation, that the analysis process isn't just a a once-in-a-one-time get-it-done. It's a conversation with the information. It's a conversation around the information with the community and with the partners in the initiative. And I think it's really excellent that he calls that out. The last thing that he'll talk about in this interview is the ongoing customer conferences that they've had for many years. And this training actually comes out of the feedback they've got from these conferences. And I think it's particularly for folks who are trying to work with open data platforms or work with open information. He says that anytime time you're developing a piece of technology, people will use it for stuff that you hadn't planned on. And I think that's an excellent observation for all of us as we try to move forward and figure out how to solve complex and wicked problems in our communities. So thanks for listening. And here's Rob of MC. All right. Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I've been a fan of MC for a long time. Uh, you guys do do great work. You put out some of the most high-quality research tools that are available to communities out there and i was really struck the other day when i found out that you not only were that that mc was not only you know providing such high quality material but also was now getting into the business of training people in how to how to use that more effectively so if you, to start out why don't you tell us a little bit about the company about the kind of work and products that you provide and, um, and, and a little bit about the kinds of clients you have and, and why you thought at this point in time that this would be something that people needed.
1: Okay. Well, thanks, Della, and thanks for that really uh, generous introduction there. It's a pleasure to talk to you and, and to uh, join you today. Um, so I guess, yeah, to get started, I can talk a little bit about our company. Uh, If you're not familiar, our company is uh, Economic Modeling Specialists. We've been around for doing the work that we do for about 10 years. And we, um, I guess the basic thing we're doing is we are taking labor market information, which is information about industries, occupations, and demographics. So essentially businesses, jobs, and people, and putting all that data together so that people who work in regional development, higher education, workforce development, and economic development can access that information and use it to make intelligent decisions about their communities. Um, Our company is based in the Pacific Northwest in uh, the small college town of Moscow, Idaho. It's only um, eight miles away from Pullman, Washington, which is where Washington State University is. And, And here in Moscow, we have the University of Idaho. So we have a a lot of uh, young people, a lot of enterprising people, and we we build software and we um, put all this data together to help our clients. We serve people nationwide and also throughout the U.K. and uh, Canada as well.
0: Great, great. Thank you. So you have been providing, EMSI has been providing this information for a very long time and it's a relatively sophisticated data set but it does have a an interface on it that that is re- it's not like you have to know how to do computer programming mm-hmm. to to use this thing so what drove the decision to start doing a certification to really to start be more proactive about training people in how to use the platform
1: yeah Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So one of the things we we fundamentally believe here at MZ is um, that a skilled, well-prepared workforce is the key or the necessary catalyst to economic prosperity. Uh, The successful development of that workforce has a lot to do with how we look at training, recruiting, hiring, planning, um, all those sorts of decisions. Um, so those activities are largely related to our ability to process data that illuminates anything about hu- employment or human capital. Um, and so we'd say, this is where we come in. And we've been building these tools to help people, again, for the past 10 years. But one of the things we've realized is that um, in our day and age, we have this uh, big data conundrum. We have, we have a lot of intimidation um, when it comes to data. Uh, People work in these areas of workforce and economic development, but they haven't really necessarily been trained on data. They're very good at doing their job, and they understand their community. And so what we realize is to get them past that learning curve or to do more to help them really take full advantage of the information that's out there, we can train them and we can offer deeper levels of understanding so they can do better equipping their community.
0: Great. No, that, that's a that's a good explanation, and and that's um, it's interesting to me that you were encountering sort of this big data conundrum mm-hmm. in the process of uh, of looking at this. So, was that a an issue of of interpretation? Was it an issue of sort of understanding what the data meant, or was it simply a matter of People seeming, people who, who aren't, maybe we would say data wonks, um, mm-hmm. people just, just kind of not feeling like it was something that they knew how to do. What, what, what drove yeah. that sense of the conundrum?
1: Absolutely. It's all those things. Um, so again, the big one is there's, there's definitely some people out there that have already had to use labor market data in some other shape or form. You know, It was part of a job they've done. They were in school and they worked with it a little bit. And so they've come into some of these jobs and they already have enough of a grasp and they can see what we do and really quickly plug it into what they do. Um, they can go to Analyst, which is the tool we offer, and they can work with it right off the bat. Um, but one of the things as we've worked with more and more people nationwide is we do realize that you know as we're reaching more people, there is a big learning curve and that's intimidating. And... And so what we want to do is focus on the people who haven't really been trained in those areas and really get them up to speed um, so they're more comfortable and more confident in using data in their work. Another big thing, so the, the first one is to shorten that learning curve to get people uh, confident with the information. The second part is we really, we know that data is not the end goal. Uh, we provide data but we, our point isn't just to provide data. It's kind of like dropping kids off at, uh, at at the pool for swim lessons. You know, oh, good luck, kids. We realize we need to have an instructor. And the, <laughs> the reason we want to have an instructor is, is we want them to be able to turn data into results. It's not data for the sake of data. It's data for the sake of some kind of result, like making sure that people are finding the right job or Making sure employers are connecting with the right people. Um, All those sorts of things are things we think the organizations we work with can do if they can turn data into results. Um, And the final part really is as we've worked with so many organizations across the country and have now developed a fairly deep um, base of clients, people ask us, Hey, you know, I've been using your tool for five years, I've been using this data for five years. Is there a way that I can? be certified so that if I'm out there in the job market looking, I can actually say, hey, I know how to do these sorts of things. And so we've really wanted to give our clients some sort of credential that they can take with them throughout their working career.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So what does this uh, training require? And interestingly, this is a training on a specific platform. So this is not you know, trying to give somebody a, an associate's degree in, you know, IT management or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank
0: heavens, because then you'd really be scaring some people off. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of, what, what does this training entail?
1: Yeah, it's a great. Um, so it's very much a product uh, certification. And there's other companies that do things like this, Microsoft, Adobe, um, Esri, which uh, runs uh, all the mapping Um, products, you can become certified in your expertise around a certain product that you use a lot in your work. And the way that you can get involved with it is, well, pretty much everybody who subscribes to our service called Analyst is eligible. They just have to say, hey, I'd like to take the program. And then the way the program works is we're still working details out, but it really starts with um, a, a nice, strong, in-depth understanding of labor market data, the history, the sources, and the process we use to put that information together uh, to give to our clients. And then we actually, after that, we get into specific um, modules built around activities. So um, certain questions you might want to answer about occupations, um, certain certain ways you want to help employers look at industries or, or people look at industries. And then finally, how do we bring all that together to understand that workforce economic development connection?
0: Great. So how long does it take a person typically to go through this process?
1: Yeah, well, right now what we're designing is there's going to be five modules at the outset, and they're all going to be general kind of high-level perspective that anybody could take. So you could be an economic developer, you could be, in higher education, you could be a workforce planner at a company, um, and the, the information is still relevant. And, and the, So the, the five modules we're building, we're anticipating about eight to nine hours of curriculum um, that would be sort of webinar, blended learning, video, um, basically a different, uh, different platforms we'd use to deliver that information to somebody. What-
0: what does blended learning mean in your lexicon? Yeah,
1: yeah. So blended learning would be yeah a, mi- a real mixture of uh, live instruction, webinar, self-paced video, um, handouts, uh, things that you could walk yourself through, um, and then they'd be tailored to meet the needs of each module. And is for there that, a, for that person. Mm-hmm.
0: is there a testing process then?
1: We have yes event. As we get through the modules, so what we're doing now is we're building the modules. And at our conference, which is October 14th through the 16th in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we're actually going to test the modules on people Mm. and get feedback. And then after that, we will kind of assemble all that feedback, finalize some things, and then release it probably later this year. And, And we'll build an assessment of some sort so that you can assess yourself um, as you go through the material, so that yes, there'll be some sort of um, test. Although I think assessment is probably the more uh, accurate term we'd use for that.
0: Okay, so you're using sort of a self-assessment process, is that's the game plan? It sounds like, at least at this point.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah.
0: And we should note that this is, as as you've indicated, this is a process that you that that MC is beginning but mm-hmm. is not you know, finalized at this point in time. So I, I don't right. wanna make it sound like you've got all the answers worked out at this point. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that you're actually gonna take the opportunity. Obviously a lot of software platform providers do some kind of a user conference. Um, mm. And I, it, it's, it's kind of neat that you're gonna use that as an opportunity to, to test out this training function when you've encountered when you've dealt with this but what are some of the challenges maybe specifically that that people have um have raised to you guys that i i I need a more intensive means of understanding particular types of issues and and i'm thinking particularly what elements of the process or what steps seem to particularly uh, drive that need
1: yeah well, I think the biggest thing we hear, and we we love the work we do. We love, especially working with the clients. We really are thankful for um, the trust they have in us and, and the relationship we've been able to build with them. And it's funny because the biggest thing we hear is that you know, wow, this is great. We don't use it enough. You know, we need we need more people to know how to do these things. And and uh, and we realize that at that point, it's there's so, only so much you can do with software. There's only so much you can do with improvements to data. And so we have a real big emphasis in our company on customer service. Uh, we have a full-time staff of 10 people. Who, that's all they do, is they help answer questions and they help you know, people get to where they need to be with data. And when we hear from clients who have a lot of experience with the data, oh, we don't use it enough, or we don't apply it enough, it tells us, that there's more that we can do from an instructional standpoint to help them get to where they need to be. And so the, the specific things are a deeper understanding of data. Um, a lot of times what will happen is when you're presenting data in public, let's say you've you've gone to the tool, you've pulled some information, and then you go present it in public, invariably what happens is someone will challenge you. And um, we want our clients to be able to be comfortable with those challenges which are not bad it's, it's you know people have legitimate questions and so we want them to be able to answer the questions that that go deeper into the data the second part really has to do with um, tasks um a lot of we get a lot of questions about how do you do this or how do you do that or how should i try this and so we want to we want to create those tasks so people can kind of run themselves through it and we want to test people on them again, to bring their confidence up and show them that they do know how to do that.
0: Now you, great. You, you said something pretty interesting there that I, that I want to, this, this may be self-evident to you because I know that you are a very um, customer friendly um, company or mm-hmm. very focused on customer service. And that's historically has been the case, but, you you've in the process of describing this both the both the first time and this second time during this brief conversation we've had you you focused in on wanting people to understand the guts really of what they're dealing with so when you described the the process you actually started by talking about building an in-depth understanding of the history of labor forecasting which is you know Kind of eggheaded stuff, <laughs> yeah, uh, and and wanting people to understand the sources, the 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 measurements, you know, without without having them have to unpack every algorithm, but having them understand how these results come about. What there there could conceivably be a school of thought that would say, I'm hiring a company. I'm paying for this subscription service so that I don't have to do all that stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So obviously you've taken a different approach. What was the, the rationale behind saying we need people to not only know how, how to do this, but to really understand the process behind mm-hmm.
1: it? Yeah. The, the biggest um, reason for that is it does come down to ability to defend and answer questions confidently and and then the ability I think what it does is when you understand the background um, it's kind of like anything um, when you understand history it gives you a stronger footing about the direction you're taking right now and so I can a little bit about the the confidence so if you if you know certain aspects um, or certain characteristics of the data you're using then I think you're a lot more intelligent when you do use it um, when you a lot of times our clients do presentations in front of you know mayors or big businesses or I mean even in some cases governors and presidents of big institutions um, those people when you're presenting economic data which is kind of serious those people very quickly ask hard questions we do a lot of Impact studies ourselves. We use a lot of data ourselves, and we we know that when we use those numbers, we have to understand those numbers very well to answer questions right away, and uh, and in the way they need to be answered. So it's really to help people not only just understand it. Like we don't want to just give the data to them, but we want to we want to ha- have them appreciate what it is, so that they can go out and answer questions like we would.
0: And I think that it's interesting that um, as opposed to a peer data provider, I don't know if such a thing actually exists, mm-hmm. but you're you're really working here from the standpoint of having to some extent been in the shoes of the people who are trying to yeah. make policy decisions and policy presentations on the basis of the information that that is being presented and, and being generated by your tool that's that's probably a, an important part of where that insight comes from i would wager because you you all have a sense of those hard questions that yes. might not be the case if 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 somebody were purely in the data generating data processing
1: mm-hmm. sort of business yeah so i could say one of the things i guess maybe the simplest way to say it is our clients are often either researching or making um, plans that are multi-million dollar decisions. And when you have, when you're working at that level, people really want to see all the uh, I's dotted and T's crossed and all that. You know, there's there's a level of rigor that comes with economic information that's unique, I'd say. So we're just totally embracing that and saying, you know, we're, we're going to let you go as deep as you possibly need to go in your understanding about these numbers.
0: It's interesting that you that you point out the 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 demand for concrete numbers
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: demand for, you know, really well-researched information because one of the things that continues to be an issue in some circles in economic development and I'm I'm going a little bit afield for um, engaging Cities listeners at this point, but one of the ongoing issues in economic analysis is the fact that we historically had these economic impact studies mm-hmm. that um, sort of generate one big magic number and were then presented, often not by the people who did the research, but people, but by other decision makers or, or policymakers as the answer. Mm-hmm. So we sometimes there has been in this field a definite lack of that rigor in yeah. that analysis. Mm-hmm. So does do, do clients ever sort of push back at you against that? Um, do you ever get a sense of maybe some people don't want to have all of the answers and they want something to be simple? Oh, and yeah. how do you respond yeah. then?
1: I think we we do. I mean so, there's always a tension in data and software um, between this. This always happens. People say, you know, we, we'd like to see this, this data, and then, but we really just want you to give us the answer. And you go, okay. And then you, you might give them an answer. And then what it does is it inspires 10 questions How'd you get that answer? Where'd you, where'd you get that number? You know, what are you doing? And so then you have to kind of go back and say, all right, here's everything we did. So you, you always have this, I just want the answer, give me all the details, I need more data. Um, you, have, you have this balance. So when we present data, we keep it simple and we allow people to search for things that they, that they find interesting. You know, they need to know about the number of web developers in, in their metro area. We can tell them that very quickly. But then what it does is it inspires usually 15 other things. Where do they work? Who are they? How much do they make? Is this good or bad? Are they growing or declining? So then we allow everybody to access that information and say, you know, you can look at it from any number of perspectives you want. Um, so, and then when we when we provide people with that level of information, we never really get pushed back. We never, we never have people go, no, 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 don't tell me all that. They're, I, they're genuinely interested because I feel like it helps them get to those more, solid concrete answers that they're they're actually trying to provide.
0: And the fact that you have a, a process that basically creates that two way street. So you're really mm-hmm. having a conversation and that initial piece of information is it's the kind of the opening of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a key difference here in that the way this is working with with your approach is it has this back and forth component yeah. to this iterative mm-hmm.
1: approach to it. And I, and, and,
0: yeah, I think that's very, very sound.
1: That, I think that is a key point about data in general though, because I think a lot of people want data to be an easy button. You know, a lot of people want to be able to just say, you know, I just showed up and you know, it's the fast food place. I'm going to order a burger and fries. Data is very conversational because I mean, you know, you'll see this and you'll see this in journalism. You know, people mm-hmm. can tell stories they want to see from numbers. And and you have to kind of keep going back and having a conversation and you know, well, what if we look at it from this perspective or what if we change the time frame here and said we're going to look at this at 2 years instead of 10 years. It it constantly requires you and the people who use it to come back and and look at it from different perspectives. And, and keep asking questions. You have, there's a point at which you have to stop doing that and actually make a decision. But we feel like the what we're doing helps people get to better decisions much, much faster. Um, again, it's all about the results. It's all about that answer they're trying to generate. It's not about just having data in hand. It's about applying it to something that's important to you. Excellent. Quickly. Quickly.
0: Well, reasonably quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean this is this is not a, you know, get it done over the commercial break kind of right. situation.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: no, that's excellent. So so what's the next step? So you've you've got your users conference in October mm-hmm. and you're going to sort of beta test the training process on them. And then, do you have a sense of where this goes from there? Are there new versions yeah. or new uh, new approaches that you're planning absolutely. on rolling out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, October 14th is is going to be the initial release. If people are interested, they could certainly check that out, I and mean, we have spaces available. Um, after that, we'll we'll gather feedback. We'll by the end of the year, we hope to kind of release the official five modules, and then after those things. One of the things we, we hear a lot about is, um, is well, we don't hear a lot about it, we know it. it. We have people who work in very specific fields, so economic development, workforce development, education, and workforce planning, human resource. We'd like to tailor aspects of our certification to specifically focus on those areas so that somebody in economic development could have something that's, we'll have our basic level, you know, our, our high-level information so that you really um, get what you need, and then focused discussions for economic development. And those are very driven by um, case studies. We do a lot of case studies with clients. We have some really fantastic examples. And so we want to use those examples and have people do those things themselves and really work that out in their own communities. So that would be phase two. And we could add in, you know, we could add in 20 modules or 50 modules um, focused on these specific uh, audiences.
0: Excellent. Is there anything else that, that uh, you'd like to tell folks about um, with regard to MC or with regard to data management, training, you know, any lessons learned for, for folks who may be listening?
1: Um See lessons learned. I think you know after basically ten years of doing this, um, the biggest I think the biggest you know lesson we've learned is that doing data is a constant iterative process. It's something that that we've really been blessed by being able to have such fantastic clients to work with, and we we are really energized. Yeah, the thing that's most energizing about our work is seeing our clients do something with data or be successful in the context of the community and really help people find jobs and help employers connect with people. Um, I'd say the next thing that's really important for planners to understand in the United States is that the United States, more than any other country in the world, has, um, has a, just a huge amount of data available. Uh, We classify over a 1,000 industries and nearly 800 different occupations. Um, The next country is about 300 or 400 industries. And so what we have here in the United States is is information available to us. And this is, I mean, this is available via public websites. This information can be used to make very strong strategic decisions. Um. Imagine trying to do a planning in a country without a, that information. Well, you would be just guessing. You know, a lot of times you'd be out there guessing. Here we have a big advantage for development because we can look, we can know, we can know growth rates and trends and earnings and and demand numbers. We can know all those things, and uh, I think it's it gives us a big advantage. You know, via the rest of the world, our, it helps drive our country forward.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, Rob. And you can hang on for a second, and I'll wrap this up here. But, Rob, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Um, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that I had this opportunity to discuss with you is because I do think that um, MC has been so much in the leading edge of really thinking through not just how do we get data, how do we package data, how do we put data together, but how do we make sense of it? And as we see more and more people across the world who are thinking about open data, who are looking at quote unquote big data as this great solution for X, Y, Z, or F, I thought it was particularly useful and relevant to get your perspective and to understand why it is that a, a company like MC feels that just putting the information out there is a first step but something that needs much more. So I'm very grateful to you for for sharing those insights with this with uh, the folks who are listening.
1: I'm very you're very welcome and thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice and fantastic to talk to you. Great,
0: awesome.